Agape Speaks. Episode 2, Advent for Atheists. You may know that I am not a very patient person. I hate waiting in lines. Slow internet connections make my blood boil. I go out of my way to drive the route with the least amount of traffic lights. No, it's true. (laughs) Because waiting sucks. There's actually this great episode of South Park called Go God Go, where Eric Cartman cannot wait for the new Nintendo Wii to come out in three weeks. The episode begins with Cartman pacing back and forth in front of the store at the mall, muttering, Come on! Come on! He is so frustrated. He can't sleep at night. He can't function. He tells his mom that it's like waiting for Christmas. Times a thousand. Hmm. Waiting for Christmas. You know, there's a word for that. It's called Advent. And the season of Advent, in which we are in the midst of, is all about waiting. The word Advent is a version of the Latin word meaning coming. The four weeks before Christmas is called the Advent season because Christians are waiting for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus, to be born on Christmas. I loved Advent as a kid. The Advent calendars, often with a little piece of chocolate for each day leading up to Christmas, lighting the candles on the Advent wreath, one for each Sunday, for hope, love, peace, and joy. But I'm different now. I no longer identify as a Christian. I'm more like a non-theist, humanist, universalist. But I still want to celebrate Advent, and Christmas for that matter, just without the specifically Christian doctrine. I actually want Advent to be able to be celebrated by all people, even atheists. How do I do such a thing? By focusing more on the deeper meaning behind the season, or the celebration, or the religious ritual, like Advent. There's actually a great book called Religion for Atheists by Alain de Botton, where he suggests that we can reappropriate religious practices for the secular realm. We can rescue some of what is beautiful, touching, and wise from all that no longer seems true. So even though I may have given up on the supernaturalism of Christianity, like heaven and hell and the resurrection and the virgin birth. I do not necessarily have to give up on the music, the rituals, the celebrations, the community, or the moral teachings. Elaine even writes that much of what is best about Christmas is entirely unrelated to the story of the birth of Christ. It's more about community, 
festivity, renewal, and hope. And the season of Advent, likewise, in my opinion, is a season of anticipation, of expecting, of preparation, of hoping, of wanting, of waiting. And that's something we can all celebrate because really, aren't we all waiting for something? Waiting for a new beginning or for a closing or an end? Waiting for a promise or a hope? Waiting for some kind of salvation from a bad experience? Waiting for rescue from a damaging relationship? Waiting for the end of loneliness. Waiting for a world which can know justice. Waiting for a lasting peace. Waiting for a day when people no longer have to flee their country in order to stay alive. Waiting for a day when people of all religions, all nationalities, all races, genders, and orientations are all treated with love, dignity, and respect. Waiting for a day when no more unarmed black boys are shot dead by police. Waiting for a day when mass shootings are no longer the norm. Waiting for a day when violence is no longer the answer to brokenness. Oh, how we wait. And oh, how this waiting sucks. Waiting can be discouraging, demoralizing. Waiting can bring depression, paralysis, denial, hopelessness, a turning off, or giving up. But I think the Advent season can help us to learn how to wait differently, to wait actively and with hope. This is still a lesson that I'm trying to learn every year, because I am the kind of person who just gives up if I feel like I can't do something. Instead of waiting actively with hope, I wait impatiently, in despair. Especially this year, especially right now, as I work toward my dream of opening Agape Brewing Community. I know I cannot plant a church overnight. I know I cannot raise $75,000 in one day. I know that this is going to take time. But sometimes the wait seems overwhelming. And the actualization of the dream seems impossible. So I just give up. I can't stand the wait. I stop trying. I have actually tried to make this very podcast for weeks, for the entire season of Advent. But I haven't been able to, because I'm afraid. I'm afraid to admit that I might be giving up on my dream. I'm afraid that I can't keep waiting. I'm afraid that my hope has died. Maybe you have dead hopes in your life too. Maybe you were hoping to have some changes happen in your life. Maybe you made an important New Year's resolution 12 months ago 
Maybe you make the same one every year. But year after year, it doesn't seem to change, and you struggle, and you've got to admit it. You don't even expect a change anymore. Maybe you've hoped for peace and harmony in your family. But now you have gotten to the point that you are just willing to live with the discord because you have hope for nothing more. It might be in your career where you were hoping things would be better or that you would be at a different place and it's just not working out that way. Maybe the news just seems too depressing, so depressing that you can no longer see a better world for the future. Sometimes even me, the eternal optimist, sometimes even for people like us, hopes just die. Advent can help us keep our hopes alive. I love that the season of Advent coincides with the winter solstice. It reminds us that darkness does not last forever. The light does come. I actually have this rare gift of always being able to see the light in the darkness in hindsight. There's another great South Park episode with Captain Hindsight, but I digress. I can rarely, if ever, see the light while in the midst of the darkness. When I'm in the thick of it all, down in the deepest, darkest pit of despair, I can never see a way out. But when I look back, after I've gotten out, I see that the light was there all the time. So what I need to work on is seeing the light, feeling the hope, even when things are at their worst. So where to begin? What can be the first step to begin again on this journey towards light and hope? I do have one suggestion to share, but if you have others, I would love to hear them. Uh, please leave a comment at agapespeaks.org so that we can share all of these ideas because this thing we call life is way easier when we do it together. So let me know what you think we can do to keep hope alive, even in the midst of the most horrible darkness. My suggestion that I'll talk a little bit about here is focusing on little things we have done and little things we can do. So first, we can be thankful for even the littlest things we have done while we wait in the darkness. It's really easy to be a negative Nancy and give up on my dream because Agape Brewing Community isn't open yet. It's a lot harder to be thankful for and proud of all of the little steps that I have accomplished this year. I can be so thankful for the 43 people who generously donated money to our cause for a total of $6,000. I can be thankful for the gatherings that people have attended, like our Oktoberfest. 
I can be thankful for our delicious beer recipes, our logos, our social media presence, our website, even this podcast, even though this is just the second episode. We can also take small, manageable baby steps and set specific, measurable, realistic goals to work towards while we wait in the darkness. We can plan to take daily actions, just like the advent calendar, taking things one day at a time, because we can't do it all at once. We can focus on small things that we can control, because there will always be a lot that we can't control. For example, if you lack hope regarding your ability to, say, find a job, don't dwell on what you can't control, such as who calls you back for an interview. Start thinking about what you can control, such as how many jobs you apply to. So what's my daily plan for Agape? Well, for starters, make more podcasts. <laughs> uh, also post more on social media and, of course, raise and save more money. I think I'm actually going to make a goal to set up a direct deposit directly into the Agape savings account, even if it's just $5 a week from my checking account. But most importantly, I need to form a community. I need to find people who want to help with this movement. And then we can start being the church together, one person at a time. If you happen to want to be one of those people, please let me know. <laughs> and so in this way, I will wait. I will wait for Agape Brewing Community to become a reality. And I will wait in hope by celebrating the small things I have already done and celebrating all the accomplishments that I hope to do, all these small things I can do every day. The prophet Isaiah in the Hebrew Bible, spoke about waiting for a child to come to save Israel and bring peace. One of the things he said was, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. This passage is read in many Christian churches during Advent. And I think it's perfect. It reminds me to have hope. So tis the season of Advent for all of us, even atheists. Because as we wait for a better world for ourselves and for others, as we wait for our goals and dreams to be realized, as we wait for a new world, a beloved community, a way of living that defies the racist, violent systems that destroy lives in our country and our world. As we wait, Advent can teach us not to despair, not to give up, not to lose hope. I celebrate Advent to remind myself to wait with hope. And I hope that you can too.
Thanks for listening to episode two of the Agape Speaks podcast. Coming soon, episode three, What Christmas Means to Me. You can find all episodes at agapespeaks.org and also on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And don't forget to leave a comment with your suggestions of how we can wait with hope. Until next time, may you be loved and may you be loved. Thank you.